Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friend, today's episode is going to be so much fun if you are either a current educator inside your industry, but you're wanting to scale, you're wanting to figure out what exactly you can do to better your education, or if you are just growing in your industry and you have a ton of knowledge to share and you want to start getting paid for sharing your advice, maybe you really want to create some impact, you want to share that knowledge inside your industry, but you want a little bit of help to get you there. We are going to be talking all about the three biggest mistakes that I see people make as they try to enter this creative education space. Um, These are mistakes that I see people make day in and day out as a coach for creative educators. And I want to make sure that you're avoiding these in your own educator journey. So if you're ready to hit the ground running, I am excited. I want to make sure that you have the ebook that I'm actually teaching from right now so that you can follow along with me, take notes. There's worksheets in there as well. It is a great companion for this episode and it's totally free. Go to leilyamadi.com slash ebook and download it now and then come back and hit play and we can go through this together because there's a lot of good stuff in there and I want to make sure that you have the best resources possible. Okay, so let's get going. We're going to talk about the first mistake I see educators making. Oh my goodness, this one is a big one, and that is marketing first, experience second. Now, hear me out here. I know that you are an expert in your field. I know that you are an established entrepreneur. You are established as a business owner. You know whatever skill set that you are doing in your job day in and day out. You know that like the back of your hand. And so you're probably thinking to yourself, I'm already an expert and I know what I'm doing. So why not just teach it to someone else? Teaching can't be that hard. Um, I see people doing it all the time on Instagram. They're launching, creating, selling courses in three days. They're going and speaking at events and they're no more experienced than I am. Hear me out. I hear all of that. I understand it. I get that feeling. But I want to encourage you. If you think that teaching is not its own skill set, you are mistaken, my friend. Honestly, it takes just as much time to build your skill set as a teacher as it does any other skill. And so I want to make sure that I'm encouraging you here. It is okay to go ahead and dive in to sharing content, to establishing yourself as an educator, but let's make sure that we're not marketing or taking payment before we really have any experience teaching at all. Now, the biggest reason I want to encourage you to like take your time here is, and I say this all the time, we really only get one shot at a reputation as an educator. And I would hate to see you booking students preemptively or prematurely adding these titles into your job title and not being prepared to actually follow through and give your students the best possible outcomes every single time they work with you. All right, so how do we avoid falling victim to this first mistake 
of marketing first and experience second. Well, like I mentioned, there's obviously a couple of worksheets in this part of the ebook, but I want to focus mainly on question number three, which is taking some time to look at the steps that you took when you were establishing yourself in your current industry, and then brainstorming the steps that you could be taking toward establishing yourself as an educator. So I really want you to get into the mindset of, okay, I had to at some point build some kind of portfolio, build some kind of marketing strategy, start to market inside my niche to a larger audience. I had to maybe get feedback from my clients, from other experts who I've worked with. Maybe I had to hire a coach or join a course or do something that would you know, invest in education for myself. All of these things are probably things that you need to be considering doing as a growing educator before marketing yourself and charging. So if you're working through this workbook with me, you can hit pause here and answer the questions on the couple of worksheets under mistake one, marketing first, experience second. Let's go ahead and talk about mistake number two, and that is the casual education exchange. Raise your hand if you have been asked over and over again to meet up for a coffee date so that somebody can pick your brain. So the first few times you show up and you give all you've got, you're ready to answer any questions that this person has, you're excited to help them out. But you start realizing that time and time again, you're getting asked to meet up at coffee shops. Nobody is paying you for your time. You're not really preparing for these, you know, quote unquote, pick your brain coffee dates. And you end up just kind of wasting your time, wasting your energy. The person who's meeting up with you is maybe thankful, but they don't really walk away with any kind of transformation. They just walk away with like a ton of information being thrown at them because they're just basically doing a free Q&A session and they're trying to get as much information as possible but they're probably overwhelmed, right? So you end up on this hamster wheel of time-wasting, energy-draining tasks, and it's really hard. And like I said, you want to build that experience. You don't want to market first, build experience second. You want to build the experience through practice. But over time, the thing that happens is you end up in this cycle of you're not really building experience anymore. You're just kind of showing up and letting things happen as they will, as opposed to showing up ready to help somebody transform whatever it is that you end up transforming for them, whether it's their business or like I said, a skill set, something like that. So what we want to do is we want to take all of the energy, all of the time that you're giving to these you know, unpaid, casual educational exchanges. And we want to create actual, intentional, effective education in a real format so that people are walking away with transformations having taken place. So how do we do that? First of all, we need to figure out what a casual education exchange is versus an effective education exchange. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about, like I said, these are worksheets in the ebook. But what I want you to do is think about what would you expect from someone if you asked them to mentor you or if you asked to hire them as a coach? Just think through any of those expectations that come to mind. And then I want you to think about, do I deliver those things during these exchanges that I have or do I just show up for a glorified coffee date? Do I just show up and answer questions the best I can and then move on without ever really thinking about it again? 
If the answer is, yeah, that's what I'm doing, then it's a casual education exchange. You don't really have a plan in place. You're not really providing them any kind of, you know, thoughtful curriculum or a thoughtful transformation. So if you're tracking with me in the ebook, we are in the mistake number two worksheet section. And I'd love for you to take a minute and answer the questions in there and take a look at the chart where you're really comparing casual versus effective educational exchanges and see where you fall. I think that if you take some time to really map out what steps would help differentiate those educational offerings, then you'll really have a plan to move forward as opposed to just being stuck on that hamster wheel. So take a look there, hit pause if you need to, and come back to me for mistake number three. Let's go ahead and dive in when you're ready. We're going to talk about letting imposter syndrome win. Now, my friends, I am not ever going to lie to you and tell you that imposter syndrome goes away forever. I still fall victim to it a lot. I'm not going to lie about that. But the mistake here is letting it win. We can recognize that it exists. We can recognize that it's a problem and we can have a plan to move forward. Now, what this mistake looks like on a daily basis is who am I to be teaching this topic? Who am I to be taking the stage at this event? Who am I to be selling a VIP day at this price point? Quite frankly, imposter syndrome is probably the thing that I see stand in the way of the most incredibly gifted educators and potential educators out there. And I don't want you to let fear hold you back from taking the first step, the second step, the 10th step, the 100th step. I don't ever want you to let that fear hold you back. So let's talk about how to tackle this mistake together. My favorite exercise when I am faced with imposter syndrome, and I've been doing this for years and years, is to make myself a fear and fact sheet. So what you're going to do is if you've got your ebook in front of you, I've done this for you. I've charted it out so that you can fill out the worksheet. If you have not printed the worksheet, that's okay. Grab a blank piece of paper. I want you to fold that paper in half and I want you on one side to write the word fear and on the other side, I want you to write the word fact. And what I want you to do is I want you to think through and list out on the fear side what's holding you back. This is hard, you guys. This is not an easy thing to put pen to paper on. So I really want you to do the hard thing and to really try. I want you to list out what is holding you back. What do you believe about yourself that you know at your core is a roadblock for you? And then on the other side, under the fact column, I want you to write the truth. I want you to write what you believe at your core isn't true about yourself from the fear column. I want you to fight whatever you wrote under that fear column with truth and with confidence. And sometimes it helps me to even think about like, what would people that I've worked with in the past, what would they say to me if I expressed this fear to them? If I expressed this imposter syndrome that I was feeling with this specific fear that I've written, what specific fact, what truth would they speak into me so that I could overcome that? And then I want you to write it down. I think when you can see pen to paper and you can see in black and white, the fears that you've written are truly lies that you tell yourself and that imposter syndrome tricks you into believing. And then you can see in black and white the facts of the matter. It so helps you understand that 
The fear is really just holding you back and the facts are what's going to push you forward. The last thing I'll say here about imposter syndrome is that the reason it is such a deterrent and the reason it is such a problem for creative educators in particular is that we live in a world where everything is you know, on social media or public knowledge, and we're viewing people doing what we want to do. And that inevitably obviously turns into comparison. And I really just want to go ahead and put this mindset out there for you, that the difference between the people who are doing the things that you want to be doing and the difference between them and you is that they're just not letting these fears hold them back and they're taking those first steps forward. And so I know for a fact that if you're sitting there thinking like, yeah, I really want to get into this. I have a passion for it, but I feel X, Y, and Z fear, or I feel like an imposter, or I feel like who am I to be teaching? I can pretty much guarantee that you have something to share with your community. And if it's something you're passionate about, I want you to push through that fear with me. So make sure that you take some time, fill out that chart in the ebook or on your loose leaf paper. Wow, I sound like a teacher when I say loose leaf paper. I don't even know if people say that anymore. And I also want you to go ahead, if you, like I said, if you haven't grabbed that ebook, please go do it. We've got some vision journaling uh, worksheets in there as well. And I think it would be so great if you could answer the questions under the vision journals. I'll go ahead and read them out to you now so that in case you're like in the car driving, you can at least reflect on this. A year from now, what will your life look like if you keep playing it the way that you're playing now? The second vision journal question is, what will it look like if you fight through the uncomfortable to get to the impact? Honestly, my friend, I believe that you can take ownership of your expertise. I believe that you can start creating impact. I believe that you can charge your worth and make money and make a profitable business out of education without feeling like an imposter. I truly do believe that if you take that first step, you're going to stop spinning your wheels and you're going to start creating that impact as an educator. Of course, I'd love to help you along the way. I have the Creative Educator Academy where I help people do just that. But beyond that, I would love to help you just here, meeting you here on the podcast every other week, giving you this content, giving you something to think through. And just know that I am cheering you on and I am trying my very best to make sure you don't fall prey to these three mistakes that I see so often when people are stepping into the role of industry educator. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn even more about becoming a confident, impactful, and profitable educator inside the creative industry, go ahead and join our waitlist for the Creative Educator Academy at leilimadi.com. The Academy opens enrollment twice a year, and we're getting ready to reopen our doors for this spring, and I hope to have you inside. I'm cheering you on, my friend, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I will see you guys on the next one. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.